Welcome to another episode of the Week Pastor Podcast, where we view Christianity through the lens of vulnerability. Welcome to the Week Pastors Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We are so happy to have you here. We have a really, really exciting topic. I say that every time, but this one is. No, really this exciting. one's. This one's. This was really exciting because I think most Christians know very little about this. I mean, we talk about it all the time, but we have no idea what's going to happen if we also, go we there. Also, we have no so. way of knowing. If you say crazy things, there's no way to say that was wrong. I'm going to say some very crazy things, so just know that. And well, tell, so, us, yeah. tell us what the topic is. So We're going to talk about heaven. What happens when you die? Like, what's, what's, <laughs> what, what is the afterlife going to really be about? You know, <laughs> Christians don't know. You think you're going to sing all day. And, and, and I know I, I, this one guy at church once said, Peter, I don't like singing. Am I going to sing all day in heaven? I'm like, no, you're not going to just sing all day in heaven. Come on, man. Like, so we typically think like it's all we're going to do. We're just going to be singing and well, you singing think it's next gonna to be, Jesus. Be and just, yeah. Worship, huh? worship, right? We're, we're going to be yes. worshiping. And when I was a kid, this did not feel, it felt more like hell. You so know, listen, the idea of just for worshiping For some people, that's why they're not excited about heaven. Because they're like, eternity. I don't want to worship. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So especially if you, if you go to a church and the worship is really bad, it's like, you're like, oh, I hope this is not heaven because this doesn't feel like heaven right now. This so, is terrible. Anyway. I feel like we're, we're totally like becoming heretical. Okay, all right. Anyway. So before we get to that topic, um, and you guys will probably have a lot of questions about heaven, so feel free to ask us that and we're more than happy to try to engage with you in that. But I have a question for you, Sua. As Our always, audience wants to know. Yes. Right, we really want what to know. What would you this. like to know? What is the grossest thing you've ever eaten in your life? Oh, I have a very easy The grossest thing you have ever eaten in your life. Or the grossest you've ever put in your mouth. Okay, that's uh, that's different. <laughs> okay. But, um, All right, the, the grossest, worst, the thing, grossest thing that I've ever eaten is when I was on missions at be in Beijing okay. and I oh, ate gosh. bull testicles. Bull testicles? Mm -hmm. It was disgusting. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, so try to It was on a shish kebab us. stick. They put bull's balls on a shish kebab? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It, I mean, I'll eat it? anything on a kebab. So <laughs> Wait, so <laughs> it's like, big. It, it was big, huh? They were big balls? They were big balls. And, um, so it was like they didn't chop the balls like, in like 10 pieces? I'm going to have to edit these things out later. No, no, no. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't chop the testicles in like 10 pieces or they just gave you like, no, I mean, like no, one it, of them? It was on a kebab stick and I just remember taking a bite and it was very... Um, it didn't taste like chicken. You no, know, it was like no. <laughs> it, it's categorically very different from anything else I have tried. Um, wow! But they didn't tell me it was bull testicles when I was trying it. They just said try a bite of this. Obviously. Okay. Okay. Um, so that's easily the most disgusting. The second most disgusting thing is wow. You have a lot. It. Look at you. You're, you're in a, you're, no, no. P.F. Chang. You Chang's said P.F. Chang's. What's so disgusting at P.F. Chang's? So disgusting. What? And, like honestly, just. Just everything is. I'm sorry. We're never gonna get sponsored by PF Chang, but that's okay <laughs> because we have to be honest. I'm sorry. Like as an Asian person, I do realize I'm committing a huge sin by going to PF Chang's in the first place because well, Asian people should not be dining at well, PF Chang's. Well, in Chang's. Ohio, you don't have many options, probably. Right. So we <laughs> tried it. I've only tried it because I was in Ohio. Okay. Even my my at that time five year old was like, "This is disgusting." Wait, what? What? It's not. I've had PF Chang's. Not that bad. It's like Panda Express on steroids. What? What are you talking I don't about? Know. It was. I mean, literally, we didn't even finish half our food. And then when the waiter asked us if we need a takeaway boxes, John was like, "No." <laughs> oh my gosh, so, I love their uh, their cabbage wraps. 
Did you have that? Oh, you mean the lettuce wraps? Yeah, the lettuce wraps. No, I mean, listen, it's not like I'm a food snob. Wow. I eat a lot. Like, I eat fast food. You know, I, I love Cheesecake Factory. It's one of my favorite places yeah, to eat. Yeah, but that's not fast food. But I also love, I mean, I don't love McDonald's, but I like Wendy's. Like, okay. I like Chick-fil-A. Like, I'll eat a lot of fast food. What, what, what don't you like about McDonald's? Their Big Mac is amazing. I don't know. I feel like okay. it's because I saw that documentary where they put the french fries like inside like this i don't know what it was it was like an inside like a glass case and then they saw how it would rot and normal yeah. french fries would just rot within like a week and these yeah. french fries would not even change colors for like three weeks wow and i was a little bit disturbed and listen the most ridiculous part about that is that i'm pretty sure it's the same at any other <laughs> fast food restaurant but somehow visually it's like burned in my brain and now every time i eat mcdonald's fries i'm like this is not gonna rot in my belly their their fries it's from they're heaven. delicious i mean they're delicious it's from yeah it's they're like delicious. heaven in my mouth when i eat their fries they're, that's how that's good it is that's why they're not rotting <laughs> they're eternal fries oh that's that's a good point there. Anyways, okay. Okay, tell us what you ate that's right, so the grossest thing i've ever eaten and you know because I'm, I'm very particular about my food i won't really eat anything that's too too gross but the grossest thing i've ever eaten i think is um i was in i was in the jeju islands in korea when i was in college and my family took us there and in there like what could you possibly just, be gross at jeju island oh my goodness so we sat like we were like right by like uh the ocean and they had these um the octopus and it was alive and oh they yeah cut it all up. they cut that sucker up and the thing was still moving it's amazing and they're like okay and this is what they said this is what my uncle said to me he goes okay peter you gotta chew this thing so fast but you gotta chew it thoroughly because if you don't chew it thoroughly yeah, it's gonna suction on your throat esophagus yeah i was so mortified <laughs> i i i i never drank back then i was in college i never drank in college <laughs> I put this thing in my mouth and I chewed and I swallowed and the only thing he had to wash it down with was soju. Yeah. I pounded that soju down. I had like 10 shots of soju. You did not have 10 no, shots no, of soju. I, I'm not joking. I had like 10 shots did of soju. Did they have soju. to carry you out of there? I'm, I was a big boy. You saw my pictures, right? All right. I was a big boy. Actually, in college, I was a little bit, I was skinnier. I was more fit in college. All right. But, but anyway, I've never drank before. I ate, I ate a bunch of it because he forced me to eat it. I, I didn't like any of it. I was in the airport. I was so buzzed. Wait, hold on. I was drunk, but my parents had no idea. Oh, you were going back to Seoul. We were going back to Seoul. Right, okay. I went to the airport, okay. and my mind was spinning. I, everything was spinning. I was, my parents had no idea because I was able to fool them, but, I, but even hilarious. though I was in this drunk state, I was able to buy you know, my, 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 my wife Jenny, we were dating, but I brought her brother and her sister, younger brother and sister, like these nice pens. Because I wanted to get them a little gift because I was traveling. <laughs> Even though I in your was your drunken like, state? In my drunken state, I had enough sense Wait, to say, I got to buy these guys a gift. Let me get their gift. I at can't the believe that the nastiest thing you've eaten is a Korean delicacy. That is not a... I can't... Yeah, I'm, if again, you put a, like drizzle sesame oil on it, it's a lot slipperier, so it won't stick as much to your I'm, esophagus. No, I, what I put on that was gochujang. That was the only way I would. I dipped it in gochujang and I, I and mean, I ate it. I don't know. It's delicious. That, that that was as crazy as I can get. I mean, I, I mean, guess I, there's a lot of Korean foods that, technically, if you try to describe, it's kind of disgusting. Like for example, we eat a lot of tripe. You know, we like to eat. Yes, intestines. I don't eat tripe. I don't eat um, tripe. We I also don't do eat. Yeah, I was gonna sundae. say we also eat mm. like pig snout, pig ears. Yep. yep. 
These are very delicious. Yeah, yeah. For you, it might be, but for me, no, because 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 that's where my Americanness comes in. So anyway, but that to me was the grossest thing I've ever eaten. But you'll eat PF Chang's. Oh, PF <laughs> Chang's is a dream compared to that that that, that uh, live octopus that I had to eat. Man, maybe are you, you should give me? it a second try because I you think know, maybe I, you would change. I would your be mind. open to it. I would be open yeah. to it. Um, but uh, but yeah, because since then I've I've really grown more fond of raw fish. And raw seafood, so I would give it another shot, and it might be a little different. But back then, no, 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 no. I didn't want anything to do with it. So, man, and you are a bit of a food snob, though. I am. I, I don't. I don't. I'm not an exhibitionist like you. I won't try stuff. I know people that want to just eat different foods from different animals. I'm like, Mm-mm. I feel like I you won't. have to. You have to give it a fair shot because you just no. never know. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I used to hate sushi. But now I love what? it. I, I, I love it. When's like I used to, when you were like a child or like five yeah, years ago? Yeah, like my father loved that kind of stuff. And like he would bring it home sometimes. We'd go to parties, like eat some of this. I'm like, I won't even touch it because it's raw fish. I was like, I get, get that Do out of here. Do your kids eat sushi? Uh, Christian doesn't. Kayla doesn't. Christina does. She yeah. always did? Christina will eat anything. Mm. She'll eat tripe. She'll eat. She'll eat. She'll eat anything. Yeah, she doesn't care. Like she'll my just, type of girl. She'll she'll give anything a, a shot. She doesn't care, and she likes eating that stuff. She's like, oh, I like sunde. I like that stuff. So I'm like, okay. But anyway, yeah. So, but you know what's going to be really great in heaven? Food. Yeah. It's so never, is there going to be food? We're never going to ask what is the grossest thing you've eaten in heaven. There is no such thing as no. Gross but thing is in there going to be food? Hell yeah, there's going to be food in ha- heaven. First of all. I'm gonna have to edit. You said hell. I'm now gonna have to edit that out. Heaven's here. There's gonna be food. <laughs> no, in but heaven. how do you know? I mean, have you? I'm sorry. Have you died and gone to heaven and come <laughs> back? Like, how do you say it with such conviction? Well, this segue. There's nowhere in the Bible that says there will be a buffet. Okay, this know. segues really well into our topic because we want to talk about heaven because so many Christians have no idea what heaven's going to be like. And the best thing that I can encourage you to do, because you know we did a whole series on heaven at Metro many, many years ago. The greatest book I ever found on, on, on this topic was a book written by Randy Alcorn. And, and we could put that up on the, on the thing, on the Facebook mm-hmm. thing. Um, Randy Alcorn wrote a book called, and it's just entitled Heaven. It's about like 400 pages, but it is by far the greatest book I've ever read on heaven. And I based a lot of my sermon series on that on that book alone. But uh, but yes, Sua, there will be food in heaven. We will be eating in heaven. What's sure. your supporting evidence? So here's the supporting evidence. So so Sua, do you do you know what happens when you die? Do you know I mean, like 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 biblically speaking, like yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know, so 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 let me just give you and let me know if you disagree with this. So so this is this is all scripturally based, okay? Mm-hmm. So when you die, so you said you, scripturally based, but if I disagree on my own opinion, yeah, then you, I can you're disagree. with God. Okay. So here's there is such thing there is there is a first heaven and then there's a final heaven. Mm-hmm, okay? Mm-hmm. The first heaven is the heaven that where before Jesus comes back, uh, we're all going to go to. It's a spirit. It's right. a spiritual world. Right. Okay, it is devoid of, of anything of flesh and of body. All right, and so that's like where grandma is, where grandpa is right now. Like you know, watching the, us. Yeah, you know, we say, hey, they're praying for us in heaven. That's that. That's a real thing. So when you and I die, what's going to end up happening is when we die, we will go through a first judgment. The first judgment is simply this: Do you believe in Jesus? Yes and no, right? Do you believe in mm-hmm, Jesus? Like it's mm-hmm. that whole you know having faith. Yeah. If it's a no, you go to the present hell, which is not the final hell. You go to the present hell. 
But if it's a yes and you've lived your life that way, then you will go to the first heaven, which is a spiritual state. Okay. So your spirit goes there, okay? When Jesus Christ comes back, and he comes back and he takes full authority over this world, planet Earth. Planet Earth is the final heaven. So God is going to restore this Earth. All right? He's mm -hmm. going to restore it to, it's going to be even better than before Adam and Eve ate of the fruit. Okay? We're going to, so then our spirit will join our flesh. Okay? Our dead bodies. It will join. And as a result of it, we will have a earth, we will have a fleshly, like what we're doing now, but without sin existence. And so because it's going to be a very physical state, we are going to eat. I mean, I was talking to my small group friends about this because I was, you know, one of my friends was saying, you know, she doesn't want to be cremated. She has very specific instructions for her yes. husband and her children. Like, I do not want to be cremated. And I was like, I want to be cremated because I don't want to have like some grave that like in 200 years, nobody's visiting. It's just sad. And they were like, there will be a delay when Jesus comes because my body will already be in its own skeleton, skeletal form, but you're going to have to be rematerialized. <laughs> you know what? Uh, there's a point there. There's a point there. All right? I mean, come on. Jesus is raising people from the dead. You think that it's going to be a problem to gather so, the so, dust so, from the ocean no, to no, no. So, materialize so what, my body? So here's what I tell people. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. So here's what I tell people if they're going to get cremated. Um, I tell people that it's really important that you don't spread the dust into the ocean or anything like that. You oh put it God, in one are place. Are you joking right now? No, I'm not joking. So you're telling, me, you're telling me that all of the Christians yeah. who have been cremated... God's not gonna. God's gonna have like a five second delay and try to gather the dust. You don't think he can just be like, speak the word and it'll just listen, be gathering back? Listen, Come I don't, on. I don't, I don't know, but all I know is that the second heaven is a very <laughs> physical resurrection. Okay. So and just so, so if you get cremated, you got to stay in the urn. Is what you're stay saying? In the urn. Yeah. Don't 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 throw it out. Don't throw it out. Okay. Don't throw <laughs> it out. Don't take us too seriously. Like, no. No, so, you're gonna, People are gonna have sleepless nights if their parents <laughs> have been cremated. And like, apparently, one of the most popular places to have cremation dust poured is Disney World. Is that right? Mm -hmm. People oh. want to die and be left in the happiest place on earth. I, I I don't think those people are Christians. No. Yeah, I just don't think those people are Christians that want to be spread. They want their ashes spread in Disney World. So Why if, not? That's the, if that's the happiest is there something place. is there something antichrist like it, about Disney? I, I just I that's another I podcast anyway, episode. Anyway, all, all I would say is this. So so you know, it, let's not cremation, whatever. Listen, yeah, God could do anything, whatever. I, I would encourage you to keep the ashes in the urine. That's that that would be my encouragement. All right. So <laughs> this is treading like strange places now. I'm like, this is just your opinion though. Just in my your pastoral opinion, opinion. In my pastoral opinion, probably opinion. helpful yeah. to expedite the process if you can keep your dust. In the well, same it's not about expediting location. the process. It's not about expediting the process. That 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 I don't necessarily. So then, know. what is the problem? I, I don't know. I just I just don't. You just I, in your gut don't feel right about it. Yeah, I mean Jesus okay. was buried full body, right when he was dead. I don't think cremation was a common well, practice in that culture. Exactly. Well, yes, but even if it was, you know, like I, I still, I still want to follow <laughs> what Jesus did. When he died, I want to die the way he died. I want to be buried, like, you know, I want to be buried the way he was buried, you know, in that way. So I want to follow the model of Jesus, you know, and stuff. Uh, so anyway. It's gonna be a little bit hard to find a giant tomb for you with a rock in front of it. I'm just gonna say it's probably really hard <laughs> no, to no, find no. that in Bergen no, County. No. So listen, I don't know. Okay. I haven't even, I haven't okay. even made. You, you know what though, Sue? I'm getting old now. I have to think about where I want to get buried. Oh my gosh, this is like a huge thing. My in-laws have a plot. Like yeah, in, yeah. I have to start thinking about. I think that. It's in West Patterson, and I feel like 
they would they're yeah. so proud of the fact that they have these plots so they yeah. would just show me all the time like yep. because nearby yep. would be john's grandma's yep. grave yep. so every time we would go to grandma's grave they would be like come come here let me show you where we're yep. going to be buried and i'm like i don't like this yeah. So, any event, but let's get back to heaven. All right. Let's, let's stop talking about cremation. All right, because that's not really what we're trying to talk about here. So, the first heaven is a spiritual world when when you die, um, you will go. But in order to get to heaven, there it will be a judgment of your faith. Did you believe in Jesus or not? Right. That's the first judgment. But we go through two judgments. When Jesus Christ comes back and he establishes Earth to be the final heaven, we go through a second judgment. It's not about faith because you already. You already you already got into heaven because of your faith. The second judgment is based upon your works. What have you done to to bless and proliferate God's kingdom while you were here on earth? That that will be the you will get rewards from God in the final heaven because the final heaven is a very physical place, and Jesus talks about getting rewards all the time. We will get rewards based upon the works that we've done for God. So it is important. You don't works doesn't get you to heaven, right? It's your faith in Jesus that gets you to heaven. But works is important because then it gets you stuff. It okay. gets you the rewards. Pause. Pause there. Yes. I've heard, you know, in the Bible, it obviously talks about jewels um, and, you know, houses and material things. Yeah. But it's a bit um, hard to put that into perspective, given that will the material things really hold value? Like, for example, are they using it as a figurative example? Like when they say like rubies and sapphires, are they using that as an example, as something that people would understand of something yeah. that has value or is it literally going to be rubies and sapphires which don't matter because it's not like you're going to go to the pawn shop and sell your rubies and sapphires for money <laughs> like do you know what i'm saying like what good are rubies and sapphires if those are not the things that hold value in heaven it, it's you know it's it's it, that's hard to determine i don't think it's going to be literal rubies and sapphires but it's going to be something incredibly valuable okay we're all going to have a house the ones who do better, the ones who really serve and, and do work for the Lord will get a bigger house. They'll get the, it, Things will be better, but it won't be like, some people are like, well, that, that's depressing because then like, <laughs> I'm not going to get something. I might, I might live in a small house. Yeah, that's fine. But it's, it's, it's more like, I tell people like, there is no jealousy. There's no sin but in that's the final what I'm saying. heaven. So it's, we're not going to be like, oh, I can't believe you got this and I got that. No, 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 no. It's going to be like, wow, look at what you got. Like, like if my kids ever go up grow up and they do better than me i'm not going to be jealous about it i'm going to be insanely proud and be like way to go and th that's the sentiment the emotions mm. that we're going to have when we get to heaven we're not going to be sad i wish i could have done more and got whatever it's th those are all that all leads to potential you know uh, a sinful lifestyle right so it's going to be but more since like, been removed right yeah since so it's going to be like wow sua i can't believe wow look at that you got a Harley. Look at that. It's really nice. And, you know, wow. <laughs> Christian Dior dress. I mean, I don't even know if they even make dresses. Figuratively but, you know, speaking. You know, Christian Dior bag. You know, like. Uh, Dior what, might have gone to hell. We don't know. Uh, so. what, what are those um, What are those shoes? Uh, the Jimmy Choo's. Wow. Look at those Why shoes. Why do you know so much about know, designer I, brands? I don't know. I, I know a lot about designer brands. Wow. But, um, but anyway, impressed. yeah. So I will say, like, you know, it's going to be material stuff. We're going to get stuff. It's going to be rewards. And, that, and that's. But and that's I don't no, that seems weird to me because Why? all of the Bible talks about the danger of material goods and how, you know, we shouldn't be right. placing value on the material things of this earth. But then suddenly the reward that we get for not for sacrificing our material goods on this earth for the kingdom of God is to get material goods in the kingdom of God. Absolutely. 
Yes, because because it's it's a place where there's no sin. It's it's a it's it's material rewards of what you've done, the hard work. Don't you think we should be rewarded for the no, hard work I we do? do here on I do. I absolutely yes. do. But I just find it very strange that the rewards we're getting are things that are so similar to the rewards you would get on earth if you you know get a bonus for christmas or something well, like that you know like you so would think it'd be something more like you get a closer seat to jesus or you know yeah. what i'm saying like something less like okay. like a okay. material yes so listen you, you might be right on that but <laughs> the rewards are very physical right. rewards okay. okay and that's what you need to know it, it, it's and it's worth living for that because listen i mean you think about so, you know, we had a podcast to go. We talked about, you know, finances and want to live wealthy here. Mm -hmm. Like, listen, I want to be loaded in heaven. I want to have wealth in heaven, whatever mm -hmm, that looks mm -hmm. like. Because wealth is going to be very different in heaven than it is here. Right. But whatever that is, I would love my heart is to live my life here so that I can have that kind of wealth. Now, that doesn't happen in the first heaven. It happens when Jesus comes back, and that is the final, and we will live life on earth the way it was meant to be lived, all right? And that's really the, the, the most beautiful thing. And I think a lot of Christians don't know that, and that is biblically supported. And so I highly encourage you guys, if you want, you know, you can read Randy Alcorn's book. Um, he talks a lot about that. And then there's speculation. There's things that are speculating, like, are we going to have jobs? Are we going to have work? you know, in heaven, you know, things like that. And he likes to believe that we do, you know, because that's part of what God gave us. I mean, he even gave Adam and Eve before the fall work, you know, like they are to take care of creation and things like that. So we'll all have like respective work and jobs that we have to do, that we have to do every day, you know, things like that. So there's some really fascinating things that he talks about in his book. But the, the things that scripturally backed up is that there is two judgment days. The first one is based mm. upon your faith, whether you go to heaven or hell. And the second one is based upon uh, your, your your works, what you've done on earth, and God will reward you to it. And that's what Jesus, you know what Jesus, he always says, why are you building your treasures here on earth when moth and vermins and all that can take it away? Why not store your treasures in heaven where it's safe and you have it forever? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's a beautiful passage. And I think Jesus just, he couldn't understand why people, because everyone thinks this is it. Life on earth is all I have. No, it's so much more to that. Our, our eternity, our eternal existence is, is in heaven and how we can, you know, and, and the rewards that we can get in heaven is directly connected to how we live our lives here for God here on earth. Because so, basically the lesson is whatever it may be, we can't tell you specifics, but whatever it may be, you will not be disappointed. Oh, basically, heck no. Yeah, you heck will no. not be disappointed. Heck no. You know, I mean, everything is made by God yeah. that we're going to get in terms of rewards. And that's going to be great. You know? But I think so, it's hard because, you know, heaven is such an elusive, abstract thing. And, you know, our world here is such a real concrete thing. So when you tell somebody, you know, sacrifice the things that you have right now in the real time for the things that you can have that are in this kind of vague eternity, it's really hard for people to then kind of which is what, we're, what should, we should do. It says yeah. in the Bible, like, focus all of your efforts on eternity, not this temporal world yeah. that we live in. But it's, I think, really hard for people in general yeah. to keep, um, you know, running that race and focusing on what's to come instead of focusing on the here and now. Yeah, you know, I, mean, I don't think God is going to call you to live in abject poverty and, and suffer like that. But, you know, like, I kind of, when we did the podcast on calling, how do you know, right, part three, we really talked about the importance of, like, well, when you follow the calling of God on this earth, I mean, it leads to, like, just 
joy and peace and true mm-hmm. fulfillment mm-hmm. in life. Some would Man, say that, even a slice of heaven, right? That's a slice of heaven. Yeah. And that's what you get. And you're like, wow. And like, that's going to be sort of like the norm when we go to heaven. And so you get a chance to taste a little bit of that mm-hmm. here on earth. And that's that, you know, they call it the theological word for that. It's called realized eschatology. Realized eschatology. It's a fancy word that just means you can taste heaven here on earth. So, Like for some of you, like you don't have to wait till you die to know what heaven's going to be like. You can experience it Mm -hmm, and experience mm -hmm. it here on earth. You can get a foretaste of it. And I've had many moments where I've experienced that. And I know you have as well. But those Mm -hmm. those are the moments where we're realizing, oh, wow, this is like what heaven's going to be like. And this is amazing. And I can't wait to be in a place like that. And so, um, yeah, you know, it's a real place. If you all believe in hell, uh, you def- there, you know, you know that there's a heaven, and vice versa, and uh, and we have to know that there is an afterlife. This isn't it. Eighty years, eighty-five years on Earth isn't everything, you know, and that's not it. There is an eternal existence, you know. If you believe in the Christian faith that God is leading us towards, and He wants you to know that it's important. How you live your life here on Earth is important. So, you know, my encouragement is just stop living and just saying, you know, I'm just going to live my life the way I want to. When I sin, I'm going to ask God to forgive me. And that's good. Yeah, technically, theologically, he could definitely do that. But the reality is, is that, you know, uh, to live that kind of life is really shortchanging yourself of the life I think God wants you to live. And uh, and I hope that you can. And heaven is truly a real place. Yeah. So, Any other questions you have about yeah, heaven? Yeah, I have a lot of questions. Oh. Um, so obviously, I think one big thing that's very interesting, sometimes you, I speak to people who are, you know, maybe not Christian or like not church attenders, they have this idea that when we die, we become angels. That is completely theologically incorrect, right? Yes, yes. Okay, because you've heard people say that, like, oh, my my grandma has died and now she's an angel watching over me. Yeah, yeah. Not happening. Not happening. No, okay. Not happening. Yeah. The other question I have is... But I do, but here's the thing. I do believe grandmothers do go and when they're in heaven, uh, they are praying for their grand. They are praying for their families. That's you know you see. I forget the reference verse in Revelations. It says that the dead are praying for the mm-hmm. living on earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, I always imagine like you know that whole visualization of running the race, like it's like a mm-hmm. relay, right? And um, you know all those saints who have gone before us, like they're in heaven, in the first heaven. Yeah. They're kind of like cheering us on, like go get it, Peter. Like go you get got it, go this. get it. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. And they're so like, it's, it's oh, little... Peter, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Why are you doing that sin? You crazy? You know, so yeah. <laughs> ooh, everyone's like, when you fall, it's like, ooh, no. You know, like, they were like, but, I, um, told you, I told you a traffic jam is going to get him all angry, <laughs> you know, and all upset. Man, it, it does not sound like a boring place, that first heaven, <laughs> to be able to. It's like a reality <laughs> show gone wild. It's going to be. You know? Yeah, it's good. Okay, let's let's place your bets. Place your rewards here. How many rewards will you sacrifice? <laughs> will Peter, no. Peter be able I'm to make joking. it out of this traffic jam without cursing off somebody next that to him? That is all speculation. No, but, but I'm just yeah. Okay, so obviously we're there's no wiping out of memory or anything like that. It's not like no. we forget everything that happened. No. On our time on Earth. No, you will be friends with John in heaven. You won't be married. But, but, but you'll be that's friends my with him. question. That's my next yeah. question, though. What? So why not? Is that not a question you can answer, I guess? Like, it's oh, just, no, I, that's just that's the way easy it is? That's to answer. Oh, like, see. why are there no, is it because it's a man-made thing? No, 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 no. no. There, there, there is no marriage in heaven because you're going to be married to, to Jesus. We're all the brides of Jesus. The mar- marriage here on earth, what it represents is our, our future marriage to, to Jesus. Yeah. So when we get to heaven, we don't need marriage anymore. We have Jesus. Is there sex in heaven? 
I don't think so. Some people might be like, it's yeah. a hell. A place without sex is a hell. Well, those those people, I don't know. I mean, yeah, no, sex is, don't worry, don't get me. We got to have will a, be a something podcast better. on sex. Maybe there will sex be something better. Sex is great. Don't it's get a, me wrong. Maybe it's a foreshadowing of something else. Well, well, the purpose of sex isn't just for procreation, but it's for deep intimacy and oneness, right? But in heaven, you're going to have that. You don't even need so that. yeah you're gonna you're gonna know John you're gonna have a relationship with him it's not gonna be like this romantic relationship you know and stuff like that because there's gonna be no marriage in heaven you know in that way but you guys will have you know John will be I'm sure he's gonna want to hang out in your mansion I mean because you're gonna have a lot more I mean, stuff than he will probably I, I mean, we'll we'll see I mean we'll oh, see we, we just actually don't yeah know. things could change you we know he could end know. up he could end up being an orthopedic surgeon in South Africa in KwaZulu Natal and and helping out people with their oh bones and stuff I mean sidebar the other day I, w I had a dream and okay. it was the funniest thing I had a dream that a prophetic woman was praying over my life wow and she said to me that i'm going to be spending like the later years of my life as a missionary and Look literally my response to her in my dream was well my husband's like a really big introvert and i don't think he would like meeting all these people in a, in a missions <laughs> field so i don't think that can happen look at you <laughs> rationalizing a way to get out of it even no, in, but in my dream in your dream no, i thought of it more like look how considered i am towards the needs of my husband even in my dream but i guess what you're saying possibly could be true too. yeah i think the reason why god if god calls you to go to africa you know we're just joking about it I, it's you but i think it's also because your husband because he's a doctor that can do I something mean, real special we'll and spectacular for people's bodies out there you know listen um we'll see <laughs> we'll yeah. see but yeah i mean i so those are mostly like the kinds of questions that i have about heaven I, you know i think it's because we're trying to understand something that's very yeah infinite, very abstract with a very, very limited yeah but not like abstract but also it's it's an infinite thing right yeah it's it's a very unlimited type of thing and we're trying to conceive of it in our very limited and finite mind so it doesn't quite make sense like it doesn't make sense if earth is the place that's the future heaven how is that possible when we already have an overpopulation problem like it doesn't make sense <laughs> to me do you know what, what i'm do saying you mean? do you think like, everyone's gonna be in heaven very few no, people. No, but I hope. A, but it's been like thousands and thousands of years. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's yeah. still a lot of people. Listen, listen. You're, you're, yeah, yeah. Maybe the I, number I of people saying. that you're imagining is much less than the number of people that yes. I'm imagining. It's not easy. It's not easy to go to heaven. You know, so <laughs> it's not. It's, it's hard. It's hard, and you know, um, uh, I think many people are going to be shocked. You know, Jesus says on that day when you in judgment, you're going to say, "Lord, Lord," and he's going to say, I, "I never knew you. I never yeah, knew you." That's way harsh, but. Yeah, like so reality. you know, I think people think it's just so easy. Like as long as you believe in Jesus, you're gonna go to heaven. But honestly, like you know, faith without works is meaningless. I mean, you know, I think part of it has to be your lifestyle. Your, uh, you know, your 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 lover Tim Keller says this. He says like you know if <laughs> he's if, graduated uh, to my lover now. <laughs> well, well, you, you know, you're you're fanboy. You're you're a well, fangirl. I'm the fangirl. Yeah. You're the fangirl. Anyway, I mean, he just basically says, yeah, if, if if your faith is all about you just saying you believe in him, but there's no works, then you don't really believe in God. It's not mm -hmm. real faith. And so faith does have to work itself out through its actions. And so, yeah, you know, I think it's going to be, uh, you know, it's, it's really important. And you don't, you don't, you don't become a Christian just so that you can be a, go to heaven because faith isn't about an insurance policy. Right. But right. really what it is, is it's about encountering God on this earth and you get to actually taste heaven while you're here with God. And, uh, you know, at least for me, just personally, like, I mean, just if I just speak honestly, I, I don't know where I would be without God right now. Um, I certainly, you know, coming from a real broken family and a home, uh, I don't, this, this, I certainly couldn't be living the life that I'm living right now. 
And, um, you know, I'm just so grateful that God has put me in this kind of position uh, that I'm in today where, you know, like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not living extravagantly, but, you know, I just feel like my life is so full. Like, I feel like, like, Sue, I don't know why, but I feel like I'm the richest man alive. I mean, you're I feel not, like that. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I do. Like, I just, I'm happy you know, for I'm, you. <laughs> I, I've, met, I've met so many people who are so much more well off. I, I just, I just have no envy. I, I do. Here, here's my only thing. I do have a little bit of wish. Like Jenny and I, we talk about this. The only thing we ever wish for is like, we just wish like we wouldn't have any worries about putting our kids through college. Like we don't want them to take an, an exorbitant amount of loans. Yeah, student loans. So I think scam. we just said, if we could just pay for their colleges for all the, you know, for their four years. And then if they want to go to grad school, that's on them. That's not on me anymore. But that's, that's it. Fair. That's all we want, you know, and stuff. And you know, I th I think outside of that, like, yeah, I mean, I I never I never look to, I never look at wealthy people, and I'm like, man, I wish I could be you. You know, that's that's I would never. I mean, want I think wealth. that's awesome yeah. that you're finding contentment in, you know. I guess it's because your priorities are also aligned with, you know, what God wants for you, and that's kind yeah. of why you find such happiness and contentment. Um, I mean, I will say though. Sometimes when I was in high school, I had a friend who was, you know, you know, you, you know, when you're like in high school and you get into these like debates about yeah. like religion and all this stuff. And like this friend kept saying like, well, you know, religion is a crutch, you know, religion is an opioid for the masses. Like, you know, quoting like all of those sure. atheist philosophers Nietzsche. and it's kind of, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And it's like, I remember him being like, yeah, right. Like you're, you're weak. That's why you need a religion. And I was like, yeah, I'm weak and that's why I need God. Like, yes, are you, exactly. I don't even know like what this argument is about because I remember thinking, <laughs> how do you live in a world like with all the stuff that happens in our world that is so broken, how do yeah. you live in it um, without having like an aneurysm every day from like anxiety if you didn't know that this was not it and that there wasn't a God yeah. out there that was ultimately going to judge everything with justice, you know, like, if you don't believe in a just God, and if you don't believe that this is a temporary thing, this is not it, this is not all there is, I think it would be really difficult for me to get through some of the things that happen and process some of the things that happen in our world and even right. in our personal lives. You know, and I think it's really important to, even though heaven is such an abstract and, you know, vague thing, it's really helpful to ground our time here. If you think about the fact that, yeah. um, you know, you, you need to have like that, you know, what's that, you know, this old, the pastor of the previous church I used to attend did this whole sermon about um, lenses, you know, like camera lenses, how, yeah. how there's like a lens that's like a zooming in like yeah, short yeah, lens, yeah. but there's also those like long telescopic lenses yeah. and how we need to have both because we need to be able to see our present circumstances with the zoom lens, but also we need to be able to see from the long distance of this is not it. You know, we need to have yeah. a perspective of like an the eternal sequence of things. This is a very short and temporary struggle that we're going through. And if we don't think about that in our daily lives, I think it's really hard um, to have our pri priorities straight, like you said, or, you know, like what you alluded to, or yeah. to try to figure out what is really important and what does God want? Because we're so involved. Um, I don't know if I'm making any sense, but like in the things that are pressing. No, you are. Day, yeah. You know, no, if absolutely. we can't see that long yeah. eternity perspective, then we get very overwhelmed. Everything's uh, myopic, and yeah. Paralyzed yep. with yep. the things of the current situation. Yeah, and and here's and here's what I would say too, because you know I I know I'm saying like oh wow you know like I, I'm just so grateful where my life is at whatever, but 
I think part of that is what, what, what our audience needs to know is that it came out of like such pain and hardship. You know, like I was a terrible husband when I first married, you know, Jenny. And, you know, she didn't marry a man. She married a little boy. And I, I struggled with so much, you know, in, in our marriage. And, you know, I focused on this church plan. I ignored her for a few years because I was just so focused on the church. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've made so many mistakes. I've made so many mistakes as a father. Oh, my gosh. I can't even begin to tell you how many mistakes I've made. You know, I've lost my father, even though we've had a rough relationship, but then we reconciled. And, like, I've gone through my ups and downs in church, and I've thought about quitting. I even, like, you know, just... I, I would never do it, but I actually said these very words, like, I wish I was dead, you know, and stuff. Right. And so, like, I've gone through all of that. And I think the reason why I just say that I'm in a good place now, even though, like, if I'm going to be very honest, like, I, I'm still, like, you know, like, overworked right now. I feel like I'm in the beginning stages of burnout, you know, and just stuff like that, just in life in general. But no matter what, like, I just, God's brought me through all these things that look like death and he's redeemed it in my life. That's why, like, for me, it's just so hard for me to, like, look at other things of the world and be like, oh, I wish I had that instead mm -hmm, of what I have mm -hmm. now. Because God has taken me through the crap hole and I've seen stuff and I've done terrible things. And yet he's still, you know, if I'm willing to repent and I'm willing to just keep walking as, 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 as I, faithful as I can, even though I wrestle with the dark night with the soul so many times in my life, like to me, it's just like, that that's the greatest place to be in this world, you know, and I'm just grateful for that. And I hope that, yeah, you know, and heaven is great. You know, do I think about it a lot? I really don't. I'm going to be honest. Do you think mm -hmm. about heaven a lot, Sua? No, because then yeah, I think I about I death. I don't think about heaven much. <laughs> I don't, I really don't. But, you know, uh, but I, but I'm, I'm grateful to know that, you know, when I do die, I will go to heaven and I'm grateful to know that I don't know what kind of rewards I'm going to get, but I'm going to get some rewards and I'm happy about that, you know, and I wish all my friends and family members would think about that and hopefully that they would think, oh, you know, I hope I get some good rewards in heaven, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. I trust whatever God gives me, I deserve, you know, and that's yeah. it, you know, and I'll, and I'll embrace whatever I get. But, um, but any event, yeah, but heaven is a real place though. It's not like this fake place, but it's an absolute real place and it's a place that we're going to go to um, if we believe in Jesus and, and, and that shows in how we lived our life and yeah. Well, and the so, flip side to that is that if heaven is a real place, then hell, hell is, is also a real place. Um, and it's and it's always described by Jesus as a weep as a place where there's weeping and gnashing gnashing of teeth, of teeth yeah. which sounds terrible. I don't even quite understand literally what gnashing of teeth even means, but it sounds <laughs> horrible. Uh, you horrible. know, horrible. You know, what my friend said to me once we were in a terrible traffic jam. Car didn't move for like an hour. We just your worst nightmare. Your he hell. Said, your personal hell. He said, right Peter, there. this is what hell is going to be like. You can't go forward. You can't go back. You can't go left. You can't go right. You're just in the same place every day. And I thought, oh, that's wow, so this is weeping and gnashing of teeth. Yeah, there's no hope. As you were actually weeping and yeah, gnashing your yeah, teeth. Yeah, I was actually so weeping. <laughs> yeah, and I just thought, oh, man, that's a, that's a great analogy. Like hell is like a, a terrible traffic jam. You can't go forward. You can't go back. You can't turn. You're just standing still you know and stuff and there's just no movement so I mean, yeah i also you know. heard of i mean my, my lover slash boyfriend um slash semi-idol tim keller i remember <laughs> once preached a sermon and he said basically that heaven is the presence of god and hell yeah. is where there's absence of god and yep. that's basically as clear as it is um so yeah i mean hey how come you don't ever remember anything i preach on 
Are you joking? I pr- I I <laughs> literally remember uh, how many times have I quoted you back? Pastor with the telephoto lenses and stuff. No, I quoted you back to you multiple times in these podcasts. People oh, yeah, are gonna okay, back me up on this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. Okay. Literally, I remember <laughs> so many things. Um, but yeah, I mean, no, I remember true. what pastors say. I do. Yeah, no, it's so true. He- heaven is a place where there's the presence of God, and that is a beautiful place. And um, yeah, and then hell is the place where there is no presence of God. And I, you know, th- th- there was a time, th- and I'll just share this, um, the time where I just felt like I was in literal heaven, and this is why I love going to South Africa every year. Uh, I go there before the pandemic every year, but there was a time where we were in um, we were in an area, and I was at just a few days, we were at, like, at a game reserve, and it just I was able to just kind of reflect for a few days just all the stuff that I was able to see and experience and just enjoy beautiful nature of God. And I just, man, it, it was like literally being in heaven mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. like a few days and just, man, I just loved every moment of it. I was like, man, if heaven's like this, this is going to be pretty amazing. So I like nature a lot. And, you know, I think heaven's going to have a, a ton of nature, kind of, yeah. ton of greenery. And so like for me these days, I find so much, I connect with God so well in nature. Do you and know, so, I read an article, it was not a BuzzFeed article. It was like a legitimate news source. Okay. Well, if there is such a thing anymore, <laughs> what was I reading? I think it was the New York times and they were talking Uh-oh. about how they studied it was a study on happiness. Yeah. Um, and they found that the happiest people are people. So basically, as a high linkage, happiness has a high proportionate link with how much time you spend outdoors. Mm. Um, and so the happiest people are people who live in areas that are the most outdoor friendly. So, Arizona. So Flagstaff, California. all of Hawaii, California. These yeah. were the people who were the happiest. And your happiness increases in proportion to how beautiful the scenery is where you yeah. are. Um, I'm sorry to say, one of the most unhappy people, New York City and suburbs. That's why they're <laughs> so mean here. They're so mean. I have a friend from LA and he just says, man, New Yorkers are just so mean. No, but you know, I feel like it's some, I've noticed a lot, this pattern as I've been, because I like to read a lot of articles and studies because I have a social work background. I have yeah. a psych background. Yeah, and you're, you're, um, you're a nerd. I mean, come on. But you know, it's interesting because the more people do these studies, yeah. the more it shows you, it's it consistent a lot of times with yeah. how God created us, you know? Yeah. So for example, I'll give you another example. I read this whole study about something called corporate effervescence. It sounds very fancy, but basically what it means is that when you get a large group of people hmm. doing the same, enjoying the same thing together, there's like this weird effect where people like physically have reactions of like, shaking and being so happy and like Mm. it's kind of like when you're at like Like i don't know giant stadium or something like that yeah you know or like a beyonce concert apparently there's like a physical effect that happens when a group of people enjoy the same thing together and i'm like that's because god created us for worship like it's not it's not surprising these are little glimpses of how god created us a certain way you know that study about um sorry now totally i'm going off topic go off topic it's okay my my off topic point was that whole article on sex about how they found that people who have the most healthy and satisfactory sex lives are people who've only had one sex partner it's because god created us that way you know i mean that shouldn't be surprising and i feel like even this nature Mm. thing and heaven thing there's little things that we see about ourselves it shouldn't be surprising because god created us to love nature because that's innate in us because god is a creator you know and god saw it and said it was good and he wants us to enjoy it too so i feel like it shouldn't come as a surprise to us when we see these little glimpses of you know how god created us like that's because he's our creator and he wanted us to be that way 
Absolutely. I've, I'm going off my soapbox now. Sua, that that's really great. I think I think we're gonna have to save that that New York Times article, whatever that you read about sex, that the happiest people Well, that's an old article. And yeah, you know, yeah, I yeah, literally yeah. you just yelled at me that I don't remember anything you say. We literally had this conversation in my office like eight years ago. Um, yes, yes, but, yes. But lucky for us, they redid that research and the Atlantic magazine recently covered it like maybe six months ago and they republished that. Yeah. So it's being you know um over and over again it's being yeah. cemented as like a real thing yeah 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 no no i have friends who've had you know multiple so like for both you and i we've only had one partner and i've had friends who've had multiple multiple partners and they just said it's just it's hard not to compare but not to say you can't have a happy sex life that's true. if you had multiple partners i mean i don't think it's you know condemnation for everybody yeah. who's had multiple sex partners um but i think it's just more a question more of like in our minds we're kind of like it makes sense that you should try a few out so you know what you like. That's what you would think. Everyone but, thinks that. But it's like, no, God created us a certain yeah. way. And when he tells you to do something, it's not because he wants to go against what you want. It's because he knows how he designed you and he wants what's best for you. Um, sorry, we're completely going off track. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's save that for the sex topic. But that, I yeah. think, so my point all to say is I think a lot of times in our very finite, limited understanding of things and our limited yeah. and finite perception of things it's hard for us to understand like well like is heaven even really that great like do i really you know what's gonna like like you said like are we gonna be sitting in worship service all day is, are we gonna be singing like all day but i think it's suffice to say like if god tells you it's like the pinnacle of the best things ever that we will definitely not be disappointed it is something yeah worth enduring and fighting for and the rewards that god gives are going to be ridiculously amazing you know it's Whatever not like the rewards be. yeah it's not like the rewards we get here you know so they're just going to be outrageous and um and yeah i you know and i think there i think about it sometimes i don't think about it all the time but i'm just like man i hope you know the things that i'm doing here will will allow me to have rewards in heaven you and know like good rewards good yep perspective i mean i'm not saying we should be thinking about death all the time or like heaven all the time but i think it's it's very important for us to remember you know our not that we're always suffering all the time but yeah. you know to put things into a real perspective that yep. you know the things of this world are not the things of eternity and if you are going to invest anywhere you should invest in the things of eternity, eternity. not invest yep. in the things of this world that are going to waste away i mean think about all those people who've invested in crypto people who invested in stocks like even up until like you know like earlier in the year i mean you can make money anywhere and now look at where the market's at right now and it looks like it's going to be bad for at least you know another six months to a year it's going to who knows how bad this is going to get but uh but any of it yeah who knows right who knows and it's at the end of the day it's you know like um yeah we know that what God says about heaven is going to be a place where we know that we can be guaranteed to know that we're going to be blessed. And it's going to be a place where it would far exceed our expectations. And the best part of it is that it's going to be for eternity. It's going to be forever. Which is, I so. can't, like my mind is blown when I start yeah. thinking about the concept of eternity, like forever and ever and so ever you, and ever. Do you want to know, do you want to know what age, uh, like, like what kind of body we're going to have in the final heaven before we end? This is, yes, I do you actually. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Randy, do you Alcorn. have an actual answer? Oh yeah, I do. I, I do, didn't Rand ask that because I was like, "How would you know?" 
No. Well, well, I don't. Randy Alcorn said this. You're just and, like basically putting him on the spot. So it's like if anything is right. wrong later on, just go find Randy and yell at him. He said he didn't give it necessary age, but he said it'll Paul be around age 33. Because Why? Because Jesus when, died. Yeah, at Jesus age died at thirty-three. But also, he said it'll be at the time where you were at physical, physically at the optimal level. But do you? I don't know. I mean, listen. I know Randy probably is obviously a lot more qualified <laughs> to answer these questions than I am. But it seems once again strange that physical optimumness or whatever optimality. I don't know what the word is. It would even be relevant in a place like heaven where there's no illness and there's no disability. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Um, I, I realize like it's a sure, sure. place because I know they said in the Bible, it says it's going to be all races, all colors, all yep, cultures. Yep, so yep. I know these are like the color of my skin is not going to be something that changes. Like I'm still yep. going to be Asian in yep, heaven, yep, you know, yep. so I better get used to being Asian now yep. because, you know, that's going to be a eternity thing. But right. I just, I don't know. Like, so if, for example, like if you're somebody who has a disability here, you're born with a disability. You're saying that that person will no longer then have this disability, or mm -hmm. w will it be more like there's no such thing there, as like? There, yeah, there's no such thing as a disability. I mean? You're right. You're right. You're right. You're, there's no such thing as a disability. But in, in in his book, he he was saying that you know part of 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 our resurrection of the body when we're joined, like what age will that body be? It won't be like we're a baby. But he just said his his feeling is that it'll be like you know the reference of when you're at your healthiest and he said you know 33 is a good age like what's when jesus died and um and he resurrected I mean, and so I yeah but like i was Randy not healthy Alcorn. at 33 i was like yeah, i was gonna say what did you, I was was, not healthy when was that picture taken that we posted last time <laughs> uh you would not want to go like back to that 20s no so worse. like i would like to ask randy also i don't think you could ask, answer this question but maybe yeah. you could is you know a, this is terrible you know but i have friends who've lost children right yeah. like whose children have passed on yeah. And they, yeah. I think, wonder: Will they still be children yeah. when they're in heaven? Or he answers will they that question. I forget what he said, though, but he answers that question. Um, yep, he answers that question. Yeah, I, I, yep. you know, and again, not to keep making this into like this big soapbox thing, but um, that's another thing. Is like, man, like, I'm so thankful that there is hope in eternity when we yep. lose people that we love here on earth, like. I'm so thankful that when my friend loses her child, I can talk to her and say, there is hope for us. Like you yep. have hope that you will see them again. Yes. You know, and man, like how could you live if we yep. didn't have that hope, you know? Yeah. So yeah. thank God that we have eternity and I am looking forward. I'm going to, I'm going to go and do some stuff so I can accumulate some eternal wealth. <laughs> You, yes, be. girl, you've accumulated, you, you've accumulated enough, but you, you could do more, right? We all can do we more. Can so yeah, we all absolutely. have to run the race, endure, strive yes. more towards, um, and not lose sight of our goal. Yeah. Yeah. I encourage you guys to, you know, if you guys want to get that book, you're more than welcome to, but, uh, we'll but you know, it on our you know, heaven is a thing that you should be thinking about because, you know, we're going to spend eternity there. So I think it's something, it's important that you try to learn and study it a little bit um, so that you actually have a, a bit more understanding. I think that'll really impact how you live your life today if you have a, a good understanding of what heaven's going to be like. So highly encourage you to do that. If you have any other questions, feel free to interact with us. You can just get on weekpastor.org and you can ask questions, uh, ask away, and we'd love to interact with you. So again, I'm thank you so play, much. Huh? I'm going to play that song. Ooh, heaven is a place. Belinda on. Carlisle. Yeah, I'm totally going to play that as our ex Love exit song. Belinda Carlisle. <laughs> Just make sure we don't get sued. 
Oh shoot, no, I can't. Sorry, I can't. Yeah, Maybe I'll just sure have to sing sued. it myself. Yeah. No, why don't you sing it? There you go. Why don't you sing no. it? Okay. I think well, you should let's sing close, it. Let's close out before. Okay. Okay. Well, you know what, Sua? Rather than just saying let's go, I think this is a good time to just pray. Can we end okay. in prayer? All right. Let yes, me pray. Let yes. me pray for it. God, uh, I do pray that there was a lot said today, and I know that some of it was just to have fun, but also I know that there's some real serious things we talked about, and I do pray that you will just, whoever's listening, I pray that you will just help them to take this journey to learn a little bit more about heaven, because Jesus talked about it quite a bit. And God, I pray that as we learn more, that you'll help us to really center ourselves, God, in you and how we live our lives, God, will be a great reflection of what our life could become when we go to heaven, God. And I pray that we would live for the right things. Help us to stop dying for the wrong things yes. in life. And so we thank you, God, so much for this time. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, please tune in next week for a new episode. Take care. Heaven is a place on earth. Okay, bye. Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> I'm quitting now. Bye. <laughs>